Have you heard of the 4% rule? I'm sure you have, because there are a lot of retirees that are building their retirement plan around the 4% rule. But do they actually know what it is, and are they sticking to it? So in today's podcast, we're going to debunk and untangle the 4% rule. We're untangling financial issues. Welcome to Your Finances Untangled with Mo Param. Mo is a financial advisor and partner with CloudVestor. Untangling your finances. That's what it's all about. That's the name of the podcast, Your Finances Untangled. I'm consumer advocate Dave Perkins with Mo Param of the firm CloudVestor's fiduciary firm working with so many in their financial life, a firm that is recommended nationally by Dave Ramsey and Mo Param. I'm, I'm, I told myself before we started uh, recording today, think, put on your thinking cap, think, try to understand. <laughs> because when we get into things like 4% rule, I'm going to do my best to, to stay. My mind is not totally built for these kinds of strategies, which is okay. I'm okay with that. I'm not built to do open heart surgery either. And so they have doctors for that. And then we have financial people for what you're going to talk about today. And that's the right. 4% rule. By the way, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. good. I'm actually on assignment. I'm in Phoenix right now. You are. So you are. Yeah, we're, reco yeah, we're recording. Um, so we have a TV show, Your Retirement Untangled. And so we, we do the filming here in Phoenix and it airs in, uh, in Atlanta. You know, and we thought... We were. We thought at one moment we were going to say you're on assignment, so I was going to have so much fun. And I'll just, if I may, for a moment, where say where I was going to have you on assignment. Uh, each time I opened with the question for you, I was going to say Mo is on assignment. Uh, no, he's actually at a, a a cocktail party. And then I was going to say no, he's in the Arctic. He's uh, <laughs> he's all bundled up in the Arctic. Uh, no, we've sent him back in time to cover the American Revolution. No, <laughs> I'm all over the place. He's just gone to heaven temporarily, just visiting. <laughs> but no, you're in Phoenix. You gave it away. Uh, sorry, Dave. Well, it's all sorry. Right. It's beautiful out here, though. Yeah. Close to heaven, right? <laughs> the weather is the weather yeah. is great <laughs> well okay we're going to break down the four percent rule and and i'm right. i'm going to ask you to explain it i do know this i know that it was created in a sense or articulated by william p bingen and yes. this i think goes back to the 90s and then he has since come back and retracted uh, a little bit on this. I think he's even gone up or he's clarified what he originally meant by this. So, well, let's start with what, what is the 4% rule? Well, the 4% rule is a mathematical equation at the end of the day. And what the 4% rule says is that a retiree is able to take 4% of their retirement assets on a monthly basis, sorry, 4% uh, on their retirement assets continuously for at least 30 years and between your income and your distributions you won't run out of money right that, so that's the, the theory behind the four percent rule take four percent of your initial um, investable assets at retirement right and, and even factor in inflation and as long as you stick to that four percent you should not run out of money 
So he's saying that. So in theory, that's what it is. And you're taking four, and you're not just taking it from a pile of cash, which it would eventually go away. You're taking it from in current investments. investments. And so and, then and it, it, the, you have to have those make, obviously, bet, do perform better than 4%. Well, the well the 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 investment mix that he came up with was fifty percent in equities, fifty percent in bonds. Okay. And what he did was he used the market returns from nineteen twenty six to nineteen seventy six. So he mm-hmm. took a fifty year time frame, mm-hmm. right, and plugged in the returns, and he used the inflation rate and and said that based off his his research. He can you can do this. You can take four percent of your assets, factor in inflation, and you will not essentially run out of money. Now, now that's what the now yeah. that's what the four percent rule in theory says. But for number one, but, the first thing I thought was, well, it's not nineteen twenty six or thirty six, forty six, fifty six. <laughs> it's not sixty six. It's not seventy six. I mean, does that make a difference? Right. Because it's twenty twenty one. It's well, it does make a difference, right? I mean, like the returns for. Um, this year, right, it may not necessarily be the returns as it was years before, but 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 he took a fifty-year sample size, he right? Did. So that's not that's that's no small potatoes, right? Right, right? nothing so that's to sneeze big, at. Big, yeah, nothing yeah, to sneeze at. He took some real data behind it, but for but for for us as advisors, it's not the rule itself that's an issue, right? Because he he solved it. I mean, he he proved it mathematically. You can do it. But what we've noticed is that. People are putting their own spin to it and don't really understand the rule itself. And so they're building financial plans. They're building their retirement um, future on a, on a rule that they don't even understand, right? So it's going to give you some clarity behind it. So in the 4% rule, initial, the, the real rule itself, you can only take one distribution per year. So William Benjamin, who created this rule, in his in his model, he only took a distribution once a year. Now, Dave, I don't know about you, but or how many retirees you've spoken you've spoken to, but I'll tell you this much: we don't have a lot of clients that that would say that that will tell us, "Hey, you know what? For next year, I just want one lump sum distribution, and we're going to manage it and take care of it." Yeah, well, and uh, <laughs> you know, just we're give we'll give you a call in twelve more months when we need the next distribution. That would be like if my employer said, "Look, I'm going to give you uh, in January your whole year's pay, just one check." Right. One check. You good? Make that work. I mean, there's so many things wrong. That's never going to happen. But but with the lump sum distribution, there's so many things wrong with that. It seems to me. What what's first off? So that's what he's talking about. One distribution. He's he's, one thing he says in in the rule is one distribution. Well, when when we talk to clients about that, and they and they've come up with this four percent, you know, distribution rate, they've never factored in. Oh well, wait a minute. You mean I have to take one distribution and just let that and let that survive me for the year? Yep, that's what the rule says. Well, right? Yeah. Well, that doesn't make yeah. sense. <laughs> so it sounds like basically it's four percent rules flawed from the beginning. Well, it's not flawed. It it's works the, if you do it that way. If, if you it works if you do it that way. Okay. I another, see what you're another saying. Thing, another thing that that's part of the rule is a distribution of 40 of 4%, right? 
So we have a client. Let's say you have a client, or you say to yourself, "I have a million dollars." Well, four percent. So that means I can take out forty thousand dollars and and not have an issue, mm-hmm. right? But if your money is in a four hundred one k, for instance, well, most people are thinking net, right? Right. Hey, I need forty thousand dollars to hit my bank account, mm-hmm. right? Well, if your money is in a four hundred one k, well, you've got to factor in taxes. So you might actually have to take out fifty thousand dollars, right? For you to net forty, you haven't even gotten to inflation yet. You're just on taxes now, right? Right. So fifty thousand is five percent, not necessarily four. That's right. So wh- when you're building your plan on that four percent rule, did you back in taxes, like saying I need forty thousand dollars gross so I can net whatever that number is, or did you say to yourself, well, I can take out forty thousand dollars, but I didn't think about well. How's that going to, how's it going to impact taxes, right? Am I taking, am I going to take taxes out of my investments to not worry about it? Well, if you didn't factor in taxes, then you've, you've really put your own spin to the 4% rule. So what you're saying is, if I'm following, is that where people are going about, they're, they're implementing it improperly, um, that they're turning it into multiple distributions. And by doing that, they're having to really take out more, um, because of that, or would, wouldn't you have to take out more than 4% even with, with William or Bill Bingen or Benjamin who, with their one yeah, lump sum thing? So if, his, if again, his was flawed kind of really then, right? Because you'd have to take out more than four. Right. You've got to take out more than four if you're going to factor in taxes, right? Um, another thing that the 4% rule shows is you cannot deviate from the 4% at all, right? So it's 4%. Now, he did factor in inflation, right? So that 4% is keeping up with inflation, but you cannot deviate from that ever. So what I mean by that is let's say 4%. Let's 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 just say that $40,000 from that original million-dollar example I gave you. Let's say that's the true number, right? Mo, I need $40,000. Great. But what? Let's say three years from now, you want to celebrate your fortieth wedding anniversary, and you want to take your spouse on a on an Alaskan cruise, and that's going to cost ten grand. You need to take well, at most, least fifty. Then most people aren't factoring in that ten grand from their you know, their budget, right? Uh-huh. When they're retiring, they're saying, "Well, you know, I've got a million dollars. I've got whatever eight hundred thousand dollars. I'll just take ten grand from there." Well, if you deviate from this rule. You've Even messed up. Once, you've messed up the plan. Oh. Now we're talking about a retirement that could last 30, 40 years. And so are you telling me that you're going to be that disciplined and not take any additional distributions over a 30, 45-year time frame? And right? every time you do, you shorten the lifespan of what you need to get you through the rest of your life in retirement. Right. You did one one. Aberration, one change from that four percent rule, you've you've basically broke the entire rule altogether, right? Because you have to follow the rule. If you understand, if you really truly understand what the four percent rule is, you cannot go past this four percent, even if you factor in inflation, right? So, but most people aren't thinking about that when they're building their plan. All they all, all they see is if I have a million dollars. 
I can take out forty thousand dollars, and I should be, and that should, add, that should satisfy my income throughout retirement, right? Not really factoring in, you know, these parts of of the plan, not even factoring the returns, right? You know, and for instance, two thousand, two thousand one, two thousand two, we saw three negative years in the market, right? So what if all of your assets are yeah. in the market? And you're taking distributions when the market's down 10, 15 percent. Well, then you're not making more than what you're taking out, possibly. right? Exactly. And most people aren't calling me. Our clients aren't calling us and saying, you know what? The market's down 10 percent. I don't need any income. Just just turn it off. Let the the market let let my accounts continue to grow. Don't distribute any money to me this year. No, you still need your income. Well, you need. Right. You got to eat. You know, I'm thinking, too, if you let's say you say, honey, congratulations, we're going on that Alaskan cruise. Yay. However, we can't break William Bingen's 4% rule, so (laughs) we're going to eat ramen noodles for 10 months and only ramen noodles. (laughs) And and then, yeah, you can't go without. I mean, wow. Uh, Yeah. So, so when you think about it, a lot of people are building a plan and, and they want to get to a number when they retire, right? They say to themselves, okay, if I have a million dollars, if I can just get to $2 million, whatever the number is, right? They've backed, they've backed end to 4%. So they said to, they've said to themselves, and we've had these conversations, if I can get to $2 million, I know that I can take 4% of that, right? So 80 grand, mm-hmm. I can take 80 grand for my $2 million and that's going to last me. Right. But but because that's their interpretation of the four percent rule. Uh-huh. I just need to get to a number, take four percent, and that's the number I need to retire. But, but they don't, if you're really trying to follow the four percent rule, you have to factor in those those other equations, other other parts of the equation. Yeah. And you're not. It, you're like me on Christmas Eve when my daughter was little trying to put her toys together. And yeah. I wouldn't I, I never looked at the instructions. I looked at the picture on the box and just tried to make what I was putting together look like the picture on the box. But so that's what you're saying a lot of people are doing with the 4% rule. They're they're adding their own nuts and bolts to it. That, that's right. And you know, the instructions came with 12 <laughs> nuts and bolts and you're saying to yourself, "Well, I only need 10." <laughs> Sounds like a lot of nuts out there doing it. You know, well first off, William Bingen or Bingen, however you pronounce his name, it, who came up with the 4% rule, I don't know the man. But I'm wondering if he's like super disciplined where he eats his breakfast at the exact same time every day and he has a banana and yogurt every day for breakfast. And the reason I ask that is he must really have confidence that people are that disciplined to never break the 4% rule. I, I, you know, what, what, what his intentions were, I don't know. Right. But what I do know is that there's some fallacies that are, that people are, are building their financial plan on. They're thinking of it as a rule versus a rule of the versus a rule of thumb. They're thinking of it as truth. Right. And, you know, we've tested the four, a, a regular distribution of 4% with inflation, taking in market returns. And we've tested it, you know, multiple times run, run different scenarios. And in some cases, your success rate was about 60%. Okay. So what does that mean? That means that there's a 40% chance of it failing. Now, I don't know about you, Dave, I'm here in Phoenix, but if before I got on the flight and the pilot said, we have a 40% chance of not making it to Phoenix. (laughs) 
how well, even I if he just said, folks, welcome, um, enjoy your flight. We have a 60% chance of making it back to Atlanta <laughs> safely. I mean, I'm going to say, please get me off. What do I need to do? Act up so you'll kick me yeah. off? Yeah, I have a hundred percent chance of getting off this flight. That, that's, that's what I'm going to tell them. Ooh, that's a that is a really good way to look at it. I tell you yeah. what, let's take a quick break. And what I want to do is because we've identified how you can really mess up with the four percent rule. Let's look at what Mo Param thinks would be better applied in in your strategies. That's coming up on your finances untangled. How can you enjoy the best of both worlds in your financial planning? The convenience of a virtual relationship with your advisor, but also maintaining the human touch. That's CloudVestors. That's CloudVestors.com. They're an endorsed Dave Ramsey SmartVestor. That's a relationship you can trust. At CloudVestors, you get a personal relationship with one of the team advisors who will help you build a robust investment strategy. It's all about specific, customized planning for your unique situation and for wherever you are in life, whether you're just starting out or getting close to retirement. Holistic financial planning in all areas, including taxes, estate planning, insurance, cash flow, and budgeting. They even offer customized personal websites for clients. The technology of today while still maintaining that human touch. That's CloudVestors. That's CloudVestors.com. Hey, we're back with Your Finances Untangled with Mo Param, who has identified the 4% rule. You may have heard of it, the 4% withdrawal rule uh, created by William and articulated by. I mean, if, after doing it, sounds like exhaustive studies, looking at the <laughs> markets over 50 years, um, coming up with the 4% rule. He's since backtracked a little bit from that, from what I've read. However, we're looking at the 4% rule, and Mo explained what it is. Maybe you can recap that quickly again and explained how it was meant to be uh, applied and how some people are not applying it that way. And I, and I, I use the, the example of me putting anything together. And let me ask you this about that real quick. Do you yeah. think first two things about the manufacturers of these, whoever writes the instructions, do you think they just die laughing, thinking at how confused <laughs> we're all going to be? Because, I mean, could they be more vague? And that's why oh. I throw them in the trash and just try to make it look like w what's on the picture on the box. <laughs> Secondly, if you can get close, if you can get close enough, that, that works for you. <laughs> Good enough for me. <laughs> Might have to put some duct tape on somewhere. But secondly, um, they may be being nice by giving you some extra screws. Uh, maybe I'm thinking that they're thinking, you know what? These idiots are going to drop screws and not find them. Let's throw some extras in. But do they realize how much they're confusing us? Because we always end up with extra screws. And then I always think, well, I did something wrong because I've got two <laughs> extra screws here. Where did, where did these go? Where did these and go? I think yeah. they're just throwing extras in. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I hate putting stuff together anyway. I don't like it. So let's look at the 4% rule. And, and what we did, we looked at how you could really mess up. First off, if you don't, if you veer from what William Bingham originally meant, and one, number one, his number one rule of the 4% rule is never deviate from the 4% rule. And Mo can't explained. Deviate. Yeah, I mean, people can. How do you do that? How do I you mean, not deviate? How many people can stick to a diet for 30 days? 
Yeah. Now you want me to stick to a distribution of my retirement assets for 30 years? Well, and you get you really explained it perfectly when you used a million dollars and someone says, okay, 40000 a year. Uh, but then you said, okay, but they've dreamed of taking that Alaskan cruise. So the 40000 covers what they do when they don't do an Alaskan cruise. So having to fund the Alaskan cruise means, guess what? Breaking the 4% rule. And that's where right. it goes awry <laughs> when you break right. it. That, you break it. You break it once. Um, so, you know, instead of doing that, right, instead of building, and again, um, it's not that the 4% rule itself doesn't work. Mathematically, it does. Just in reality, one, people are putting their own mix to it and their own spin to it. And two, if you're really going to follow the rules, that – you know, being disciplined to not deviate is is tough, right? So for us, when we're looking at planning for our retire for our retiree clients, the idea behind it is income, right? Is how do we structure a plan where we have different level, le- different ways that we can um, distribute income to you, right? And so some of it is what I would consider. We've had this conversation before. Uh, smart safe, right? Mm-hmm. Smart safe and smart risk. Smart safe again is money. That's it. That's that has some guarantees towards it, and it's shielded from market volatility, right? So you can't lose money into it. So you manage the downside of protection, and there's also some levels of guarantees into it. And then you have money that's smart risk, money that's in the market, money that's gonna, you know, our goal behind it is to get you know actual market returns. But why I say having a plan that consists of smart risk and smart safe is one thing that you have to be aware of is if the market drops, right? And I'm not talking about a 30% drop like we saw in COVID last year. I'm talking about uh, uh, September, this past month. Mm-hmm. This Well, last month, the market was down 5%. Worst month in the market since uh, March of last year. Mm-hmm. S&P down almost 5%. Well, you still need your income, right? Well. Yeah. Would you want to sell an asset or sell assets, sell from the market where your accounts are are dropping, right? Which is the worst thing you can do, right? You're selling a depreciating asset. Or would you rather have another 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 bucket, right, of money that hasn't been impacted negatively from the market? So that we can take income from there, from that smart safe side, and then let the assets continue to to do what it does. Recover from the market and then literally, just like the lever, turn it off and turn it on when you need to, right? Respecting the market volatility, right? So that way you can have a full financial plan, an income strategy throughout retirement that is not completely subjected by the market. I like that. And we've talked about like the bucket strategies and it sounds like the 4% rule rule does not apply that or put that in the equation. And and that you know makes me think the 4% rule at the same time, it's overcomplicated and oversimplified. Uh, it's overcomplicated, oversimplified, overused. And, and wrongly used. And <laughs> wrongly used. And a lot of advisors aren't really pointing it out to the clients, right? There, there are a lot of clients are using, you know, average rate of returns. Hey, you know what? Listen, I get the 4% rule, so I, I can take 4% out as long as I earn 5%. Yeah. Right? I'm, I'm, I'm earning 5%. I could take 4%. I should be fine. Every calculator, I've, I, every calculator I've, I plugged my numbers in, it worked. 
Well, what your calculator is doing is just showing that you're getting a 5% return every single year. Well, the market doesn't work that way. No. There's going to be years where you get you know, negative returns. There's going to be years that you get 20. There's going to be years that you get negative two, whatever it may be, somewhere in between. Um, but that calculator that you're running is just going to show you getting 5% every single year. The market doesn't work that way. And, and you mentioned right? he did a study based of 50 years, but that's still an average that that study had to have shown, right? It's showing an average, right? And the market doesn't work on averages. Yeah. Right? The market works in the sense of- What's know, it doing today? <laughs> what's it doing today? Right. And if it's, if it's not doing well today, you're still going to need your ass. You're still going to need your income, right? And if all your income is in the market, I don't care if it's a 50-50, 50-50 blend, you know, 50% equities, 50% bonds, right? If it's all in a market, it's going to be impacted. So unless you have- some way to manage volatility. And so, especially in the distribution phase of your life where your income needs are always going to be there. I don't care what the market does. Mm -hmm. Market goes down 30%. You still need your income, right? But if all your money is in the market, do you have another way to shift, to to grab your income from another bucket that's not impacted by the market and still be able to, to invest, let it, let it, let it earn, let it continue to invest over time, recover, recoup, and have that balance, right? Have some type of leverage in your plan so you can actually have a full distribution plan that's successful. Well, I mean, well, first off, can, I, I normally tell you, you do a good job and you do, but can I, can I tell me I did a good job? <laughs> because I kept up with you basically. Yeah. I, I'm, yeah, I'm rather you did a proud good job. of myself. Thank you. Listen, you did a good job, Dave. Well, look, you know, that's the way. Well, first off, there's so many things that you make me think about with the, looking at the 4% rule just as it is. It, it, it does seem cookie cutter to me. And I know you don't take that approach in any way with any of your clients. And I also know that you and the team at Cloud Vesters are about building plans that are living and breathing, adapting to today. Right. Well, that's the great. The plan is living and breathing. And what I mean by that is uh, your plan has to be flexible enough to change and adapt to certain to different changes in your life, right? Mm-hmm. Our lives isn't, isn't static. And there's going to be news that, that are good news, positive news. There's going to be some negative news, things that you can control, things you can't control. If markets go up, markets go down, interest rates go up, interest rates go down. Is your plan flexible enough to adjust when new information is given, right? So your financial plan is a living and breathing plan. It's a living and breathing document. I'd like to just mention that cloudvestors.com is the website that if if you check it out, please um, look into it. And if you're thinking, you know, I really need some guidance in my financial life, then everything's there on the website and how you can get that process going. And, and guess what? You're assigned to a human being, not a robot. Uh, it's That's just right. the convenience of, of you can do it. For, you can, you can talk with someone from home. You can communicate with someone from the comfort of your own home. That's great. I mean, it originated with your existing clients at your brick and mortar who moved and wanted to continue the relationship. Yeah, it, it has. And it's expanded. It's expanded throughout the country. So we have clients 
California, Seattle, uh, Mississippi, actually, uh, Louisiana, New York. We have clients throughout the country. So uh, you still get that full-blown financial planning experience um, and your financial plan and your financial planning team is with you no matter where you go. I like it. I like it. I'd like to thank the star of the show, Mo Param. (laughs) Mo Param. And the crowd uh, approves. The crowd approves. Right. Yes. Well, um, good stuff as always, Mo. 4% rule. Uh, check out cloudvestors.com. This podcast, we do it every week. We're at like 75 now. Oh, I yeah. mean, we're getting really close to that 100th podcast. We're going to have another oh, party yeah. then, right? We're going to have another party. Okay, good. Looking forward to it. We're going to try to get one of those 80s bands we couldn't get. Uh, to perform at the party uh, during the 50th. But in the meantime, we do this every week, and you can subscribe. You got it every week. We do ask that if you would, please rate and share and and just stay with us on the podcast. With Mo Param of Cloudvestors, it is your finances untangled. Be sure to rate, review, and share this podcast. New episodes of Your Finances Untangled are available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your podcasts. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Mo Param nor his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.